0: 7.15 on this Friday morning, December 2nd, live and direct we go to Atlanta, Georgia, where we find Jeff Nowak, sports reporter for WWL. How you doing, Jeff? I presume you're in Atlanta. That's what they told me. I
1: sure am. I sure am, and I will say I I appreciate being on the on Eastern time when I talk to you because I've already had breakfast. I've already had my coffee. I'm ready to go.
0: You are ready to go um, and get going on your day? So, what will today consist (laughs) of? What are you doing? Uh, Interviewing players? What 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 is the deal for the SEC championship Um, game?
1: Well, we talked to we talked to Brian Kelly and Kirby Smart yesterday. Um, I don't think there's going to be any player ability today. I'm really just going to use today to go to go kind of canvassing and find out. How how many LSU fans really made the trip? Um, well, I wasn't able to do that yesterday because my flight was delayed three hours, so I missed oh, some nice. of that time. Uh, but I got here, you know, I and was... uh, so yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be my plan for today. Is kind of work around. I'm gonna go to the stadium. Got to pick up my credential anyway, so gonna check that out. And uh, I'm sure there'll be a good contingent of LSU fans out. So uh, I asked Tim spend the day with
0: Tim Zimmer that earlier, Jeff, if it was gonna be like a home game for Georgia in, in the uh, Mercedes Benz. What do they call it? The Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Um, yes, not Georgetown anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it, do, do you expect a big contingent? Do you see anybody on a plane that you were on?
1: Um, not. Uh, there were a few. There were a few LSU fans. At least I saw a few LSU shirts. Um, I, think, I imagine a lot of the fans will be coming in today. Um, well, I was here in 2019 for both the SEC Championship and the Peach Bowl, and that year it was definitely not – it did not feel like a Georgia home game. It felt very much like a neutral site. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's similar today. You know, I think Georgia for, um, you know, um, a large contingent of Georgia fans will be assuming a win in this game. You know, it's not, a, it's not, they're going to make the college football playoff even with a loss. So there might not be as much energy around it, um, even if it's just a drive down the road. Mm-hmm. So that, that'll be interesting to see. But I expect a pretty good contingent of LSU fans, mainly because they haven't had much to cheer for in the last two years. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the kind of the first like real, chance to go out and, and support the team in a in a championship environment since 2019 and it feels like we've lived a lifetime since then <laughs> with the pandemic and everything uh and so th- i expected to be some really good energy
0: we had a big meeting with the uh ceo on wednesday i was talking about it and uh, we saw thursday whatever day it was i know i saw you there um are you happy mm-hmm. with your accommodations or is the company uh taking care of you i just want to make sure everything's <laughs> all right well, yeah, I'm at the I'm
1: at the official media hotel because they okay. give they, they give the media a real good deal. So I'm in the thick of it. All right, uh, okay. Just and they have sure. those scooters, you know. I like to scoot around. Do they
0: really? Wow. Um, okay, so let's talk about LSU. I got—I told Mike to tell you this earlier. I, I had a feeling before the Alabama game. I'm trying to think what the other game was I had a feeling for. But you know how psychology is. Sometimes you only remember – you got a feeling before all of them, and you only remember the ones <laughs> where they pan out. Do you think LSU has a legitimate chance in this game?
1: Yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean, if Georgia plays how Georgia can play, right? If Georgia comes out and plays like the number one team in the country – I have a hard time seeing LSU be competitive. Um, they're just that talented, right? And so, if you get their A game, I'm not sure. I'm not sure LSU has the depth. Uh, you know, maybe two years from now when when the Brian Kelly recruiting class is hit. Um, but this year, it's going to be about LSU needs to uh, play their best game of the season and probably hope that Georgia is, sleeps on them a little bit. But but I do think that if LSU can get out fast, if Jaden Daniels can move around and run, Brian Kelly told us that his ankle is better. I don't know how quickly an ankle can recover. And if he's less than 100% and not able to run around the way he normally does, that would be a very, very difficult thing to overcome for this offense because he has been everything for this LSU team. Uh, he's, the leading, he's the leading rusher on this team. Um, so, I mean, if, if they can get out fast, if they can get out to a lead, and allow that defense to kind of play downhill. I think they have a chance, but if they get down two, three scores at any point, I just don't I don't think that they're gonna have it. it'd be like waves on the beach. I, I just don't see them having enough. It's kinda of like playing out Alabama. I, I said a few times, Georgia is the new Alabama. If you punch them in the mouth early and make them kind of climb uphill, you have a chance. If you just give them if you if you let them see the finish line at any point, you're done. Um but, again, Georgia doesn't have a ton to play for in this game other than saying they're the SEC champions, right? Like, mm. their 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 ambitions are much higher than, than putting another SEC trophy on the mantle. Like, they're going to be in the college football playoffs. So, I think there's a chance that you get a less-than-focused Georgia team in this matchup.
0: That is what I'm counting on. I hope I'm right. <laughs> I wouldn't bet on it, but I'm counting on it. I'm not betting on it. I'm counting on it more with Jeff. No, I Noah. mean,
1: if you're if you're betting and you're looking at that 17 and a half point spread, I'm. I think I'd bet LSU. No, you.
0: you know, Jeff, it is until it isn't. And and going to your point about getting behind, if it's 14 nothing at the end of the first quarter. You may as well go do something else. I'm not trying to, to say anything bad about LSU. I'm just saying it's going to be tough to come back from that. And with that being said, 17 seems like a lot until it's 14 to nothing, right?
1: Yeah. So I kind of look at this, and I think Christian Garrick had the same take, which is like, I like I don't think they're going to come back and win if they get down 14 to nothing. But I could see them covering through the back door, right? That's because they're true. going to keep playing. That's right. And all, it's really not that difficult to cover 17 and a half when the other team is up by 21 in the fourth quarter and all you have to do is, you know, just get in the end zone once. And Jayden, you have to really want to stop Jaden Daniels to stop Jaden Daniels, right? Like if you're if you're kind of phoning it, he's going to run all over you. And so it wouldn't shock me to see LSU be down four scores and then put up like win the fourth quarter 14 to nothing as Georgia is just kind of running out the clock. So, and playing their backups. You know, yeah, if I'm a better, I, I like that 17 and a half line, actually, even though I don't me, think that LSU is going to win.
0: You're talking me into it, Jeff. You're talking me
1: into it here. <laughs> 721,
0: we'll take a break, come back. Talking with Jeff Nowak from Atlanta, sports reporter for LSU. LSU in the SEC championship game against Georgia. We got all the action for you here. We'll also talk some Saints Monday Night Football when we come back against the Buccaneers. 721, time for traffic now on WWL. 726, Tommy Tucker, WWL. Quickly back to. Jeff Nowak, sports reporter for WWL, talking about LSU in Georgia. We already have. He's there for the SEC championship game. And, of course, you'll be part of the pregame coverage, I'm presuming, tomorrow. Hey, Jeff? Yes, sir. Uh, let's talk about the Saints. Cam Jordan making a point, really, that let's throw everything else out. Let's just look at the snapshot. And the snapshot is you're not that far out of a playoff spot. You, what, one game out? And you're playing the person that you're behind, the, the game, team that you're behind this weekend?
1: Yeah, they're a game and a half out because the Bucs have played one fewer game, right? So that's kind of in the balance, right? They could be a game out if the Bucks drop that kind of extra game, right? The Saints are on a bye next week. Mm-hmm. So if the Bucks went out and lost, then it would be one game. But, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of well, – we put out a, another episode of Inside Black and Gold today where we kind of reset the NFC South race. So we talk a lot about this, but – you know, it, it really, when you kind of break it down, it, if the Saints were eight and four and the Bucks were nine and three, right? right, versus where we are now, that's the same scenario. It would just feel a lot different in terms of how confident you are that the Saints could win a couple games on the stretch of the season. But I mean, this is where you would want to be. You would want to be within, shout like within a game of the top, the num- number one team in the division, with a chance to beat them and kind of put yourself ahead of them. So, you know, it's it really. As annoying as it is, as annoying as I'm sure it is for Saints fans to hear this week after week after week, everything the Saints want to accomplish is a how, still out in front of them yep. because of the state of the NFC South. So, to me, this game is, you know, this is a playoff game.
0: Yeah, um, I think you're right.
1: If you go out and win that game, everything feels different, and you feel like you are in, now in control of the division, and you just have to find a way to win a couple games on the stretch. If you lose, I, I'm ready to stop talking about, how the even the Saints can win this NFC South. Because if you lose this game and you're down two and a half games plus the tiebreaker, that to me, but with four games to go, that, that that would pretty much stick a fork in them, I think.
0: But you do again have to just look at the numbers and where you are. And if you get healthy, who knows what could happen. All you gotta do is get in the playoffs. Then then it's a different season completely. You know that. So Saints play Saints plan on Monday night, seven fifteen. Then they have the bye week. Then they come back with the Falcons at home. That time is still mm-hmm. to be determined, I think. Then you're playing the It'll Browns. It's Saturday game. What's that? It is a Saturday game?
1: Yeah, so okay. they come back against the Falcons on Saturday. So it's going to be a weird couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. We're going to go a whole month without seeing the Saints play on a Sunday, which that's probably never – I don't know if that's ever happened wow. before. That is because odd. The Saints, they play on Monday, right? Then they have a week off. Then they come back against the Falcons on Saturday. And one of the reasons I think you put them on Saturday – in that game is because the next game is a Christmas Eve matchup against the Browns also on a Saturday. So it actually worked out really well for the saints because they end up playing two Saturday games, but they never have a short week because they obviously don't have to play on a short week after the Monday game with the week off. And then they don't have to play on a short week for either Saturday game because they obviously have the extra time and then they have a full week. And then they actually get a long week after that. So they actually, from a rest perspective, they're in really good shape. And they are finally starting to get healthy. Marshawn Lattimore, um has been back at practice the last two weeks. He didn't play last week, but I, the, there is a chance that he goes this week if he can get enough work in throughout the practice week. We're going to get the game day designations today, so we'll have a better picture. Pete Werner got back to practice. He's going to be close. Eric McCoy's return window is getting is getting near. So, I mean, if if they can win this game and they then you kind of – have time to lick your wounds and get everyone back on the field. And you start to say, okay, this is the team that was supposed to be. They're right there. There is some reason for optimism. Now, As a, if I'm a Saints fan and I'm hearing that, I'm like, please stop. I am tired of this. You say this every week. Um, but that's the beauty of the NFC South this season is yep. every week we can keep saying it because no one seems to want to win it.
0: We got to go, but we talked about the bye being late, and it just seems like it's coming at the right time for the Saints. And then you look at the schedule, the Eagles could have clinched everything by that time. Let's see what happens. Thank you, Jeff. Travel safely. Appreciate your time. We'll take a break. we come back. We'll talk to Mark Great Rosa. Time. You bet. Managing your money with Mark, president and CEO Jefferson Financial Federal Credit Union. I know we're a little bit late, but I got to do this. I-, I played that long French clip before and I was asking you to identify it. I had to play it in its entirety, but I got to play this now to give you a little bit of a hint. Okay, here we go.